days. What's that? Five days, no bud. Damn, That's you good, too, huh? On purpose? Yes. The whole That's month. That's what's up. <clears throat> Why? Just because. Tolerance break? Mm, life break. I don't know. I'm also fasting five days so far. Damn. Double duty. Testing my go. will. Testing denying my your will. flesh, bro. That's what it's about. Bro. I keep telling my brother over there, you got to deny your flesh. I denied my flesh for too long, yo. I'm not, I'm not you're, doing you're missing, no you're missing the point of that. You're missing the point of that. Well, I had a brain fire. Thank you for choosing nonsense worth mentioning the podcast about nothing. Talks about everything. I'm here with my brother from another mother, Juan. Yo, yo. My actual brother, Mikey. Good morning. And my name is Nick. And uh, we're back after our uh, little week off. You know, it was my fault. It, it was nobody's fault but mine. Damn, Mikey. You just went into the dungeon, son. Yeah, no, I'm trying to get better lighting. I, I put a new bulb in here thinking that the brighter light would be good, but I think it's just giving me a glare. <laughs> You're an ass. Yeah, right. and, and nobody got any of that because we, we don't do video. So all that. <laughs> but, you know, um, I'm doing this more for you guys, so it'll be more pleasing for your eyes while I'm speaking here. Oh, you, you're pleasing enough for our eyes, yo. That light don't got nothing on you. You're beautiful. I don't want to see that nigga. <laughs> <laughs> so Mikey, tell us about this uh this book you, you uh, yeah. talking so, about. Yeah. I got this book right here. Can you read it? Think, I can't see it's got a glare. Think eat yeah. yourself think smart. Think and eat yourself smart, right? So the one thing I want to point out about this book that I found very interesting. So it's down. it's it's written, it says a neuroscientific approach to a sharper mind and healthier life. So you know, I've been having the issue with losing my memory. I mean, I've I've been since I was a kid. Can't remember nothing about my childhood, right? I'm the same boat as you, man. Yeah, but Mikey uh, don't smoke though, yo. Mikey, Mikey got like so remember like he I was didn't, for forty I didn't years. I have the memory before I started smoking. So I've been I've been on this bit of a journey, thinking that you know food, um, can be my my medicine, right? And so I pick up this book. Title, where did you find out? Of, where did you find out about that book? Like how you just came across can't, can't, it? Can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I say I don't know. I don't know how. I don't know if it just popped up as a suggestion on Amazon. I don't know if I heard about what it. Was I it have again? no idea. It's think, think and, and eat, eat yourself smart by Dr. Caroline Leaf. She does a lot of a lot of work on the brain. Apparently, she has other books on the brain. Switch your brain on is another one she got over here giving this lady all this publicity. But whatever. So. The thing is that I really found interesting, aside from the, the information she's given, this thing is loaded with biblical verses. Like she wrote a book that's supposed to be a, a neuroscientific approach. And for the, for a good part of it, it, it is, you know, but she, she somehow intertwined um, biblical principles into this book. And she did it in a very neat way that I, I'm very much enjoying, probably because, you know, I'm, I'm a, a man of God and a believer. But I mean, if you would have paid sixteen ninety nine, thinking again, a scientific book about food and your brain, and oh, you'd be pissed off. <laughs> yeah, you might be annoyed if you weren't a believer. But or it might turn you because she does. I mean, she don't just throw it in there to throw it in there. Like the way she throws it in there makes total sense, man. But the thing I want to talk about um, is this chapter I'm on is about sugar, and we all know that sugar is bad to an extent, you know. But this thing is really, really like digging deep into how bad sugar really is and as i'm reading this i'm realizing that that could probably be one of my problems with the way my brain functions. because i mean this thing is saying how like excess amounts of sugar 
actually damages your memory receptors and all kinds oh, of damn. Yeah, man. <laughs> he said, oh, damn. Yeah, it says right here. The MAD diet, which is the modern American diet, which is what most of us eat, all this processed junk and things like that. MAD. Uh, mod, yeah. What does it say? With Matt, modern it? American diet. South American. Right MAD there. diet. Yeah, that affects always, the man. GI system in multiple ways, including damaged memory, as we already saw. And the other interesting thing that she puts up is that now some researchers are re- referring to Alzheimer's as type 3 diabetes. Oh, oh basically shit. Basically stating that Alzheimer's isn't just an out-of-nowhere type of a thing. There's a possibility that these effects of Alzheimer's and dementia and all that is from excessive amounts of sugar damaging our brains. There's another one here. It's going to highlight another thing she says here. It says, consuming large amounts of mad sugars, and not mad like she ain't ghetto. She's talking about modern American diet sugars. (laughs) On a regular basis, blocks insulin's ability to regulate how our brain cells store and use sugar for the energy needed to fuel thoughts, emotions, thus having a negative impact on our learning and memory. You know, I, and I recently learned with um that that with ADHD, that diet is a big part of it as well. Oh yeah, hundred percent. It's a big a big part. Wow, of, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Your, so your we've diet been. Um, been I mean, for the past, on it. I want to say the past like two years or so, I've been really trying to work on the diet of of my kids. You know, because I mean, I treat them the way you know we were growing up you know they they like a certain snack or a certain food and i load the house up with it you know let them eat their gummies and and their fruit snacks and the cakes and all that and i don't want to completely you know cut them out from it i mean i know some people do that and and maybe in some people's eyes that's the right thing to do is that you know you want to give them the the best chance they got out there so you you don't want to fill them up with this junk but i mean the junk is good you know i grew up on it i enjoy it uh, but it is, it's made to be that way. They, they've done studies and research and all kinds of things, these companies, to see just the right amount of salts, fats, and sugars they need to put in there to get somebody hooked on it. Because obviously, if you put too much of something in it, you're just going to make somebody feel like crap after they eat it. They're not going to want to have it again. So they actually do studies to find out what's that sweet spot that we could put this combination in and people get hooked on this and just have to keep coming back to it. Yeah, it's Damn. crazy crazy so like i said you know we all knew that sugar was you know was but that's the one thing right that's the one thing that everybody agrees on that's the one thing that the people you know keto people and paleo and and the fasting people and and the, the meat people like that's the one thing that if you get all those different people that say their diet is the best you put them in a room and you say listen let me ask you a question is sugar bad for you they're all gonna say yes 100 percent across the board and just to see it you know from from the studies that were done how bad it is yeah it's it's really eye-opening and the other thing that i was reading this morning i actually did a quick uh 10 minute ride on the bike before we got on so while i was on i was reading and it was talking about stress and here's the uh, interesting thing right? and this goes back to how i i say all the time right that right now i put these i say like these theories i guess or ideas that i've been doing and i use them and i just kind of use them because to me that makes sense right and i never really uh, I don't know how to explain it or, you know, what's the, the science behind it. I just know that these things work for whatever reason. Right? And one of them is when my kids are going to do something or anybody really for that matter, when they're, they're about to partake on something that seems daunting and right away they're like, damn, bro, like I'm nervous. I said, no, 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 no. You got to reframe that. You got to say that you're excited 
about this opportunity. You're excited about this performance. You're excited that you got this problem that you got to solve. Like you just have to reframe your mind from nervous to excited. And I just, you know, like I said, I just said it because it made sense in my mind. It's like, you know, you kind of got to reframe the way the stress is different, right? So right here, this is what, what really blew my mind, right? It says, according to one study, increased stress can potentially increase the risk of mortality by 43%. We all know that, right? Stress can kill you. Here's the kicker. Here's the kicker. Hold on. But only for the individuals that believed that stress was harmful for their health. Wait. So, so if you if you think of it, so if you don't if you don't think of it, thing, so if yeah. you don't think of stress as being bad for your health, then it's not bad for you. Yeah, but hold on. So, so well, and then let me give you an thing. example. But hold up, hold up. Let me give you an example, right, of how she she sprinkles in the the biblical quotes and stuff in here, just to show you how it kind of makes sense, right? This statement is actually before what I've read. So she's talking about stage one of stress. Short term makes us alert and ready for action, right? You see a tiger, your heart rate starts to race because you need more blood. Your breathing starts getting heavy because you need more oxygen. It's time to run your ass away from that tiger. So she's saying how, you know, short term is good. Like cortisol is good for you. Like all these things is good for us. But she puts, on the other hand, if we react incorrectly to stress due to a spirit of fear, which you're finding 2 Timothy 1.7, our stress reaction is prolonged and become toxic. Because that verse tells you to not give in to the spirit of fear. We weren't given a spirit of fear by God. So that's just that's how, that's how she kind of sprinkles it in. And it's like I said, she does it in a very, you know, unique way that I think even if you're not a believer, you'll stick with the book. But so this is what she says, right, as far as changing your mind about stress. This is a real eye opener because it shows that how we perceive stress determines its impact on our mental and physical health. If you change your mind about stress, however, you can change your body's response to stress. Instead of viewing the, resp- the stress response as negative, when faced with a stressful situation, you can view it as your body being energized to help you meet the challenge. Rethink the stress response as helpful. Imagine your heart pounding, preparing you for action. If you are breathing faster, good. You're getting more oxygen to your brain. So that's what she means about redirecting the way you see stress. And that's what I've always said. You know, I always said, nah, nah, you're not scared. You're excited. It's the same feelings. Chemically, it's the same thing. But the way you think about it, it makes a world of a difference. Right there, she's done some studies that that shows it. Or not she, but she's, you know, read studies that show that exact principle in action. Yeah, stress, stress, I mean, we've talked about it before, how serious stress is. I mean, you see people, I mean, it affects everybody differently. You know, some people, they get headaches. Some people, they get stomach, you know, their stomach gets upset. I mean, stress affects it, affects a lot of, a lot of things. I mean, I I know that because of animals. I've had animals my whole life, and I, I see the effects of stress on the animals that i mean we're not too far from that you know i mean it has a stress also has a lot to do with uh gaining weight and not being able to lose it also as well yeah well what do you mean as far as the the animals like 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 food stressing from not having food well no just stressing in general like when they're in a stressful situation the way they are when they eat the way they process their food like animals they have to be in a low stress like for for example i'll use the snakes for example yeah yeah, the snake yeah the snakes if they're high in a high stress situation they won't eat they'll they'll refuse their food you know i I don't know if it's because they know that they can't process it whatever but it it has to do with and or if you if you feed a snake and then you pick them up and you move them that stress gets them you know gets the wall upset and it makes them regurgitate their food that they're trying to process yeah that's how i like that in this book what 
that we aren't supposed to really eat in a, in a state of uh, sadness or anxiety or anger, that the chemical reactions in our body in those mental states, that if we eat, our body isn't properly digesting that food. Yeah, you see, and, and that's how it is with the snake. When the snake is in a stressful situation, they they don't they don't process it right. They end up regurgitating it. And it's and when they regurgitate, it's really bad for them, like to throw up their their food the way they eat it. So yeah, yeah I, didn't, that, I didn't know that. Yeah, stress has a really big effect on 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 animals. I mean, I had the one snake that, I mean, this I mean now to get back, it seems like common sense, but she was stressed because, uh, it was we had it on a big counter in the basement within my parents' house, and on one end of the counter, Mikey was making milkshakes every morning. Oh. I never understood why this snake was always so fucking mad. Every time I went to clean her tank, she would attack me, and she was always riled up. And it was because she constantly had those vibrations of that blender every morning when Mikey was making his shake that it put her in a constant state of stress. So whenever I went to clean her, I knew I was getting snagged. Like, I'd go in to get her, and I'd grab her, and she'd whack me and bite me, and she'd wrap around me, and I'd clean the tank with her fucking latched onto my fucking hand, biting me. <laughs> and I'd go about my business, then I'd take her off of my fucking hand, and put her back in the tank, and but and that for a, a long time I didn't understand what the fuck her product was. It's like she has changed overnight to this, you know. And normally that type it was a ball python, oh, not a ball python, it was a rosy boa. And normally they're not really aggressive like that, but this motherfucker was just like they had wow. wanted no part of me. And then I, after that, I realized that one day, uh, I, like when I saw Mikey making his milkshake and I saw her like kind of come out of her shit, I'm like, shit, it's the vibrations. That every morning. She's getting, you know, her, she feels like her whole world is shaking. So she's all stressed. Like, shit, something's coming for me. Because she's always on guard mode. And after that, I was like, That's yeah, interesting. I, yeah. So. so she says here, right? It says, if a mad diet, modern American diet, becomes a lifestyle, the damage will continue. If unforgiveness, bitterness, toxic thinking, stress, and negative emotions become a lifestyle, the damage will continue. Then she says, God wants us whole and healthy in spirit, soul, and body. Once he goes on to say, like, I'm sure you're reading all this kind of got you scared because, I mean, you're not reading this at five years old. I'm reading this at 42 years old. I've had a, a lifetime of this diet and, you know, a good portion of my life with that type of thinking. So you, you might be like, ah, oh, shit, you know, why am I going to continue? I'm already screwed. And then she goes on to say, we are more than conquerors in Christ. We can renew our minds. We can change our biology. So that's why I highlight that. I thought that, like I said, it's very interesting the way she does it. But she does go into a lot how a lot of the things that happen to us is is from the way we view it and think about it. But we say that a lot on here, though. We I mean, we talk about a lot about you know how your mindset and how you view things in certain situations, you know. Yeah, but now it's a scientist saying it, so it, it makes more sense. So, so now that's now what I'm trying to highlight. They, they, they I'm trying to highlight that. Yeah. So you know, I'm trying to highlight not just that. You know, three dudes that just kind of figured, you know, we're going to try to be better with ourselves are doing these practices and, and we think it works. Like, she has scientific evidence that is showing, well, like, no, this is the way these things actually work. I mean, in theory, we got scientific evidence, too. You know what I mean? Like, because we tried these things and make these changes and we see the effects they make. So, I mean, in theory, we got scientific, you know. Yeah, but you know what it is? We just don't have it written time, down right? in the book. A lot of times what happens is you'll get the response of, well, you know, that's that's you. Everybody's different. What works for you doesn't mean it's going to work for me. You know, you get that kind of response, right? At least I do anyway. When I try to explain certain things to different people, that's the response I get. Well, yeah, that's because, you know, you are who you are. That's why it is that way. It's like, you're not, but how, am I, how do I prove it, right? How do I prove it? I can't. All I could do is give them stories 
of how I was 10 years ago and, you know, let them see that, okay, so maybe he is different. But like I said, they're only getting my stories that I'm telling them. They're like, oh, who knows, maybe he's just making this shit up. But here we have it in this book with all these different studies that you could go and see. And they did it on more than one person. They've done it on numerous people throughout numerous times. Kind of gives some validation to, to what we're saying. I mean, unfortunately, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm like more than halfway through the book. I have yet to get to the point where she tells me how I can help fix this stuff. Well, just to educate you on it. It's, it's not the I'm hoping she could. Well, I mean, I think the last the last section is talking about how, how to, to beat you. it. Yeah, it's I'm going to give you what what was wrong with it. You figure out how to how to fix it. I'm going to tell Actually, you. I just, I just realized I'm almost done with this book. The whole end of it is recipes and then like all the work cited. Like, so just to give you a, an, an example of, so I don't know if you can see. But you see this right here, how thick that is? That's she said. Mm-hmm. That's all. That's all the work cited. That's all the the studies and things that she read to make this book. This right here. This God, is damn. like. So you got yeah, like three man. pages left. No, I got I got like like thirty five. But even that, the, the, some of that after that is is recipes that you could use. But so I'm just you know like I said again, just trying to to put some some. I mean I know we don't do video, so they can't see it. But just to put some validation, it goes from two fifty seven to three twenty eight. And that's all works cited. And the works cited is written in a very small font. I don't know if you can see how God, small that yeah. is. Yeah, as, as you know, compared to the way the actual book is written. So, you know, this, this is written off of a lot of studies, a lot of research. So to say, like, don't take my word for it. Like, here is a scientist that studied these things and other people studied and, and they read these, these reports and they came up with the same conclusion that I did by just little trial and error in my life. So this is what we're going to do, right? Well, we're done here today, Mikey. You're gonna sign up for for school, and you're gonna go to college, and you're gonna get your PhD. So you could say you're a doctor, and then yeah, got all the validation we need, yo. You know how many years you need to go to be a doctor, bro? You got time. You got time. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you fast track to being a doctor, join the military, they become doctors. I mean, technically years. speaking, you know, we do have time, right? Because I mean, we. I don't know if you guys see. I'm sure you guys have seen it. That that little clip from uh, Joe Rogan, how he says, you know, this idea that you know we're 30 years old and we should know better, or you know we're 40, we can't do that no more. And he's like, bro, you still have a lot of life ahead of you. You know, like a lot of times we have that idea that you know we're done for because you know we're at a certain age, and I'll be 42 in three days. Or I guess when this airs, I'll be 42 the next day. Damn, 42. You know, so now right, we get to that point where we start thinking like, ah, well, you know, this is. This is it is what it is. Like I'm 42 years old. You know, what am I going to do? I can't start over. Just keep doing what I'm doing kind of a thing. But in reality, like, you know, some of us may be at the halfway point, but some of us may not even be at the halfway point of our lives at that time. Like, look at all, you know, everything we've done in these 40 plus years up. Like if we have another 40 plus years to go, a lot more can change, man. Yeah. I I don't know about going to school and being a doctor because I mean, that costs money. (laughs) Money that I do not have. That I do not want to spend at the moment. So, but I continue to read books and, and find other doctors that either validate what I say or, or disprove what I say. You know, I'm not against that. I'm not looking just for, for books that are going to validate my theories as correct. If my theories are wrong, I would love to read that and find out that they are wrong, why they are wrong, and make the necessary adjustments to it. I mean, it's all about growing, man. That's, that's, that's the, the point of it, man. Like, I was thinking uh, yesterday when I was driving and, um, I was looking back on like different points in my life where I, I came through like uh I guess like a low maybe like you know, like when I hit rock bottom and like how you know stuff changed and how 
But every time it was just a very minor change. Like, for example, I was thinking about like how when I couldn't walk for those few months, right? Now, you know, remember I thought when we had the shop, yeah. you know, September, I started having problems with my feet by October. I couldn't walk without assistance, you know, and I remember going through that, you know, not being able to walk, losing my uncle, losing a friend, you know, shortly after losing the shop, my grandfather, like going through that whole process and and having to deal with that, you know, it, it, it switched the way I, I perceived things. It made me appreciate things more, you know, because you go five months without fucking walking, you know, that's something that I took for granted. You know, I just assumed walking was walking, you know, I didn't even I never gave it a second thought until it was taken away from me for five months. And I was like, fuck, you know, what I mean, like, I'm, I, you know, that's something that I should have never taken for granted because I don't know if I'm going to fucking be able to do it again. You know what I mean? And it changed how I kind of looked at things. You know, it, it was something that helped me uh, kind of change Matt's life because of how I was perceiving things. It's still even at that time, I didn't have the same mindset like i do now you know what i mean it was just that little bit of a change into how i was obviously i still needed more work to do i mean if i didn't i wouldn't have i wouldn't be in the position i'm in now but i realized how that point in my life kind of changed everything for me and then later on the road you know other stuff that happened that changed stuff for me and you know now going through the stuff that i'm going through and how that you know changed shit for me i forgot where i was going to what were we talking about this I, i'm not even stoned and i forgot <laughs> I fucked that whole shit up. But nah, the point is, those changes. You know, we were talking know, about growth and change yes. in our lives. So, I, and how those those moments changed my life. And, and you know, even if just for a little bit, it, it deterred, like how we talked about the plane, you know, a little bit of a change and how it deterred the way I was going, you know. And that was another thing I was telling Mikey the other day. Like, I was sitting here, you know, after we had talked about looking at the bigger picture, and I went back and I kind of looked back at the way, you know, things happen and, you know, how things are. And it, it gave me, I guess, like a, a sense of relief because it allowed me to see things in a way that like to understand that that's, that was that part of my life. Like for example, I use Mikey, excuse me, it was talking about, you know, me and my wife splitting up. I, I kind of look at it now as like these past 25 years together, that was that part of my life. I was, it was my, I guess, job to, you know, to get married, to have Gianna, to put her through school and to do all this stuff to get Gianna to where she's at. And now Gianna's about to go off on her own life, you know, go to college and, you know, do her thing. And now, you know, ironically, at the same time, we're all going off on our own life. You know what I mean? <laughs> Jen's going off doing her thing. I'm going to go off, do my thing. You know, Gianna's going to go off and do her thing, you know? And now this is the new part of my life where, you know, I, I kind of do different things, you know what I mean? And, and it kind of gave me a little bit of, I guess, a little sense of relief to understand that, you know, it's just like we talked about it before, the different seasons in our lives. So that's what this season is now. The season now is where, like, you know what? I've done all I had to do as far as raising my children. And, you know, they're both, you know, I mean, Gianna's not grown, grown, but, you know, she's going off to do her own thing. She's at that part where she starts to be her own person. You served it, your purpose. In, in basically, this, yeah. And this, in, in that this section, of of, yes, in, yeah. in that part of my life, you know what I mean? So, Again, that's not something that I would have saw years ago because of the way my brain was wired to see things. You know, I mean, it would have, and even when it first started, you know, you know, back in, you know, 2020, 2021, I didn't have it in me to see it that this was what was going on. It was just like I was dealing with it in a way of, you know, how I always dealt with shit in my whole life. Oh, this is terrible. I fucked up. I did this, you know, stress. Yeah, looking at it in a negative light. 
Yes, and now whereas I look at it, it's like, all right, you know what? Yeah, it, obviously, you know, nobody wants their relationships to end. You know what I mean? Nobody wants their marriage to fail. You know what I mean? But it it is what it is. You know what I mean? You know, you got I, I got you. You deal with it. You move on. You know what I mean? So it, instead of taking it as a negative thing, like you know, I fucked up. I you know, I fucked up my marriage or whatever the case may be. It's like, all right, well, I I didn't fuck it up. It it, it it's done. I mean, well, nothing, even that's the just right think about using it, that. Yeah using that thing that you sent us that chinese proverb about the the man the farmer with the horse yeah you know? well that's all <clears throat> that whole thing yeah about said the whole thing and it's funny because i heard that last sunday i sat down with one of the dads uh from the group i'm part of in town we had a new dad come sit with us and the whole conversation ended up being you know centered around the bible and religion mostly because my friend had asked me you know he wanted to read the bible more get into more of a regular routine with it um and if I wouldn't mind talking to him about it. So that's where it kind of centered on. And somehow that proverb came up. You know, he brought that proverb up about the, the Chinese man, Chinese farmer with the horse and, and seeing everything as like, there's no good or bad. It's simply just moments in time. And we need to let them play out to see which way they go. And just kind of accepting things for what they are and not having to label them as good or bad. And just in case for whoever doesn't know what that proverb is, I'm going to try to do it as best as possible. I don't know if I'm going to remember it all, but uh, I don't know if you've heard you it, Juan. Huh? Yeah, I heard it. You want me oh. to do it? Yeah, you can do it, Mike. So in case the, whoever's listening doesn't know what it is, <laughs> I, I, explain. Just make sure uh, your mic is good. How's that? There you go. That That's better right. now. Yeah, now you know. Sure? Okay, okay, so. So, all right, Chinese proverb. All right, all right, all right. So, Mike, explain explain, this, explain the Chinese well, proverb no. for us. So, it's about a Chinese farmer. He has a horse, and their horse runs off. His neighbor comes over and he says, man, your horse just ran away, man. I got to be bad. So the farmer says, good, bad. Who knows? The horse comes back and has two other horses with him. So his neighbor comes by and says, oh, your horse came back and brought two more. Now you got three horses. That's good. Farmer says, good, bad. Who knows? So his son goes out to train one of the horses that came back. And the horse, and it's, you know, being all wild, throws his son off. His son breaks his back. Neighbor comes over, says, oh, man, your son was training one of those new horses and broke his back. That's terrible. Farmer says, good, bad, who knows? Chinese government comes around and they're starting to take men for the, for the army to go fight in the war. They go to the farmer's house. We need your son to fight. Farmer says, oh, I'm sorry, but my son broke his back. He can't walk. So the army leaves him. There. He doesn't have to go to war. Neighbor comes by and says, oh, your son was able to stay home. That's good. So the farmer replies again, good, bad, who knows? You know, and that's pretty much the end of it there. And it just kind of goes into like, we kind of got to get out of this need to label things as good or bad and just kind of accept things for what they are and see what we can learn or gain from it. And, you know, any type of respect. I saw this you know? movie about that a while back. I, I don't even remember the name of it. And I'm going to give spoilers on it without even telling you guys what the fucking movie is. But the whole point of the movie was, right, this kid has an apartment. And random people will come over to his apartment and um, his typewriter would like make a noise and he'd show him these rocks. He went through this whole thing with the people, right? They come up to his house and they, they're all broken down or whatever. He talked to them for a little bit, get some information from them as, why, as far as why is they're broken down. And then uh, he'd take them to his closet and he'd be like, all right, you're staying here. You know, there's a little door in his, in his closet. He goes, when that door opens up, you know, walk through there and, you know, whatever. So... They do that, and then he never sees them again. He never sees those people again. They get basically they get a chance to fix their lives. You know, they go in there because their lives are broken and falling apart, so they get a chance to fix their lives, and then he never sees them again. And halfway through the movie, he ends up seeing somebody 
that went in there and it kind of throws everything off for him. And he starts to try to find out why his life as broken as he is, as far as dealing with all the, you know, suicidal thoughts and everything that he's going through. Like, why can't he get the same ability to go through that door and fix his life? And he goes through the whole thing. Like he has, you know, he has to, you know, kind of go through his motions of learning stuff, whatever. His thing was to be there for the apartment for those people. But then he comes to find out that what happened is when people go into that room and that door opens up on the other side, all these people that were going to see him were like, you know, you know, people that did really bad shit or, you know, one guy killed somebody, you know, with a bar kill somebody at, at, you know, about drunk driving or whatever. And, you know, you know, he was, you know, he was kill going through like, you know, wanted to kill himself because of that. And then you find out that when you go through that door, they have there's a table there and there's two people and they sit down and they go over your life with you. So like the one guy was talking about how he ended up killing somebody and, you know, how he, you know, damaged somebody's lives. But then they show everything positive that happened from that one negative moment. You know, the, the father ended up mm. being a doctor. He cured something and this and that. And all the positive things that trickle down from that one effect going forward. So then they're like, so now do you want to go back and undo that moment? And then now they realize like, shit, you know what? I did something bad. I, I had this moment, uh, you know, that that was a negative effect on my life and on the world. But it turned out that all these positives came out from that one negative. And then, you know, they realize like, shit, you know what, that was shitty, but like all this good came out of it. So they're like, look, you know, press the button and we'll erase it. And then you get to go back for that moment and redo everything. But all that stuff that happened is not going to happen. And they realize like, all right, you know what, it wasn't that bad. And they kind of go on with their life. And that's the thing you know, I'm trying to point out here is that you don't see the positives, you know, because sometimes they may be down the road because some of this stuff happened 20, 30 years after the fact of the situation that these people were in. So you don't know right at the gate what kind of positivity it caused down the road. You know, you just know at that moment that you did something terrible. And that's the whole point of it, that there's, that there's always some good is going to come out of stuff. You know, when you feel like there's not going to be any good coming out of a situation or certain situations at the end of everything, but we don't see long-term how that affects stuff. You know, a perfect example with the whole thing of me not being able to walk. You know, at the time, it was terrible. You know, it was... I. You know, I, I didn't know what was going on. It was a scary time. But to turn out that for me going through that, it gave me the ability to when, you know, my friend was going through their thing to be able to shed light on it and kind of correct their course. You know, and now had I not been able to walk for all that time, I wouldn't have had that knowledge to help put this person back on track, to be a part of him fixing his life and getting his shit together. To see, I mean, you look where he's at now. You know what I mean? Had that not happened, who knows where he'd be right now? You know, he'd end up dead somewhere. You know what I mean? But now he's, you know, he's married, got two, you know, two beautiful kids. You know what I mean? Like, and all that, you know, wouldn't have happened if I didn't go through what I had gone through to be able to tell him these things that I experienced. So, like you said, you know, it's you don't kinda, really know the effects of it. It's kind of, I mean, it kind of brings it full circle with the whole, you know, last the 25, you know, as long as you've been married and with, with your daughter. I'm raising your daughter. If if you weren't around, if you weren't the person you were, you couldn't do the things that you've been doing with your daughter to make her become the young lady that she is now in both respects, athletics and and yeah. education. And who knows where it would have turned out now that she's about to exit, you know, yeah. high school and go into higher learning. And that's the thing, I mean, you know, right, wrong, or indifference, you know, even with our parents, you know, like, lots of times my mom 
perfect example a few weeks back i put something up about um about adhd about this guy talking about how like you know he his whole life thought that he was you know just lazy and all, all these negative things that were said about him and it turns out he's like you know that he just had adhd and, and it was undiagnosed so i put that on my story and my mom like apologized to me like yo you know i'm sorry you know and i'm like it's not your fault like you didn't know that i had this you know you didn't know i was dealing with this yeah you know i mean mm. you did the best that you could with what you had you know so it's like yeah i had had we gotten help earlier on would things have maybe been different for me maybe but maybe not you know what i mean i wouldn't be the person i am today you know what i mean because right. i didn't go through those struggles of having to deal with a whole life of trying to you know deal with things a certain way and it wasn't what it was you know what i mean everything would have been completely different you know what i mean my whole world would have been different because you know who to say i I don't end up finding out, even like I said, it could have gone either way. It could have gone positive. It could have gone negative. You know what I mean? But it would I wouldn't be who I am now if stuff was different. You know what I mean? And ideally. It wouldn't have allowed you yeah. to to be that key in so many different people's lives that, that helped their lives. Yeah, yeah you know, because okay. I didn't go through those struggles. I didn't have those, you know, I didn't have those, you know, those things to battle. So, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, as 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 the as adults, you know, as parents, you know, we kind of feel shitty about some of the shit we put our kids through, you know, when, when we didn't know any better. You know, now, you know, ideally, you know, we we we, we know better now, right? So we have no excuse. But back then we did it, you know what I mean? Yeah, and there's, but there's still probably that. things that we don't know better about that we're doing. Well, yeah, well, of course. Of course, of course, because there's always a learning you know, process. And this, this, you know, not for nothing, but this all goes back, you know, just like this lady in the book did, man. It's all, it's all biblical uh, concept, how, how God will not you let anything go to waste he will use all things for good you know that's that's right there and, and i believe it's in romans where paul says that now like i said i had this conversation the other day that a lot of things that are out in the world that people use and these sayings they say i'm like you know if you really like boil down where they came from a lot of it is all biblical you know everything has a basis somewhere and like i said that's right there you know in romans where where paul says that you know god will use all things for good not that all things will be good because there are bad things, you know, like we we discussed. But everything that happens, there will be good out of it. And that's by design. And it's funny, you know, we gonna we have to get off soon, but so I, I get uh notifications from my, my Bible app that tells me the the daily verse. Check out today's daily verse, bro. Two Timothy one seven. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. That's the verse that I quoted from the book earlier that I didn't know the exact quote that happened to be the verse of the day. And you got that now? I got that 20 minutes ago. I just didn't want to interrupt what we were talking about. I figured I ended out with it. But yeah, so it's crazy the way the way things work out. Crazy coincidence, yo. Yeah, and I see. And that's the other thing, right? That when we had that conversation last week, me and, me and that gentleman, uh, we spoke about that. How a lot of times, you know, that, that word coincidence, how people use that and kind of like negate the whole power of the opportunity at hand right there to me and you know there, there is no coincidences things are happening for a reason and and we have to take that opportunity like i said before to learn or gain what we can from it you know there's no coincidence things are happening to us for us on purpose and that's what's going to help us grow and build and, and turn into what we all are meant to turn into hopefully hopefully well, i mean I, I guess we're going to turn into what we turn we're supposed to turn into regardless it's not hopefully you turn into a piece of shit, you were going to be a piece of shit, I guess. Hopefully, I'm not going to turn into a piece or of shit. Or maybe you were a piece of shit, and you escaped that form into this, and now they're like, ah, get back. Well, I mean, ideally, <laughs> ideally, that's that's the whole plan, right? To get to get better, do better, be better. It all boils down to choice, man. 
at the end of the day, we all have choices to make and we just have to make sure we make the right ones at the right time. But if we don't, there's always time to change it. Ideally, as long as we as long as we are uh, two feet in the ground and breath in our lungs, we have a chance to change it. Cause... Yeah, but but stop stop using that negativity with hopefully and ideally, bro. I'm I'm giving you like facts. I'm all giving right, you like, right. so like you're right. hopes we got and promises. I'm giving you things you could grasp onto, and you're like, eh, maybe. Eh, well, hopefully you know, not, bro. We, 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 promises, bro, that you could hold on to. And to what change about, the way if you I walk think. out this kitchen, I walk out my room here, and my my coffee machine explodes. Now I can't change nothing. Because now I'm dog food. So you hope you have the chance and the time to change. You hope your time doesn't run out before you make the corrections in your life. Time ain't going to run out till you do. What? That's it. Only one because you got more points, yo. You only one because you got more points. I, almost, I mean, that, that's, that's not going to be in the in the podcast. But I just wanted to share it with you guys. I had, it was, I, I had a paper straw and it just completely threw me for a fucking... Because I couldn't finish my fucking sweet tea. And it wasn't a big one. It was just a regular medium size. I didn't yeah, get the large. There you go. Straws. I'm going to start tea. keeping... Sweet tea. What's in the sweet tea? Straight liquid sugar, sugar right? Oh, uh, here, here, here we go. Here we go. Full circle, bro. Full circle, back back man. Hukuna Matata. You got to keep all that in. Full circle, man. That's the circle of life. Stay away from sugar. Stay away from paper straws. Fuck them. I can't yeah. front. It's been five days for me. And, like, I'm really not missing nothing. Bro, I, I ain't gonna I lie. Five days of what? Five days from no sugar? Like, no sugar? Nah. I mean, yeah, no sugar. Because I'm eating, right? When I eat my dinner or I eat my lunch <laughs> or whatever, I'm not really having a dessert. Because I'm full. Because I've been fasting. So the little bit of food, that, yeah, not a little bit, but up. the meal that, yeah. I, that I eat, yeah, it's filling me up. And then not smoking any bud, that takes the munchies right out of it. I didn't even want to think of that. Yeah, I'm, I'm about to go on. I'm about to go on a food. Well, you know what, Matt? Like, I ain't going to lie, though. And but, don't take this the uh, wrong way, Juan. I mean this with the utmost respect. But, yo, you sharper as a tack right now, bro. This is probably the best yo, you have ever been on any show we've had. He, he, I mean, he is he nothing a little weight. Like straight up, bro. Like the way you talking, the 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 way you send us, like everything about you right now, is on point, bro. I'm gonna say that to to honor you, bro. Going on right now that I'm very grateful for. Like I, my son just came home last night, so I got my son around me. My wife and I are on a good accord right now. We just did some financial stuff that really set us up in a good way. Is that my daughter? And my daughter had a child, and, you know, she's really oh, realizing. congratulations, yo. Yeah, I'm a grandfather, too, now. Uh, she's really realizing, like, what we did for her up here and, and how she should have never left and, you know, how she wants to make life better for her. That's kind of like a full circle of of, uh, of emotions and, and, and practices coming back. And then, you know, top it off with the fasting and, uh, you know, Staying away from Mary Jane for five days. Um, this is it feels feels good. Hmm? I'd like to good, start working out now, but good. I ain't get over that hump. It's all right, it's all right. You, <laughs> you got a lot said, going, bro. Just just keep man. keep keep building on what you got, brother. Keep building on what you got, man. Let's wrap it up on a high. Yeah, we're gonna wrap it up on a high note. Juan and his good juju glowing over there. Just so. get you a little Joe Boo and you all right. <laughs> 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 so everybody until next week like we say every time the most valuable thing you give anybody is your time and we appreciate everyone that gave their time to uh, sit here and listen to us talk about sugar and foods and 
other stuff. Not too much nonsense today, though. But you know, we'll get you guys next time with the nonsense. <laughs> so till next time, stay up, stay blessed. We love y'all. Peace. Peace. Peace.